It's the round table on Dog Post. Dean Lucky, publisher, owner, operator, tire changer, dogpost.com. I shouldn't have brought up tire changers after yesterday's collapse for Fletcher Page uh, of the Lex- of the uh, Louisville Courier Journal. I'm sorry for another loss for your boy yesterday in NASCAR, Fletcher. When's the last time you changed a tire? I believe it was spring break 2000. I was on the way to Savannah, Georgia uh, with uh, some some a buxom blonde who turned out to be my wife and we got um we got stranded on the side of the road uh between columbia and augusta somehow and um that was not a lot of fun so that was probably 19 years ago but i i I leave that sort of work to people like yourself redheads Well, that's nice. I changed a tire about a year ago, and the spare that I changed to onto my car is still on my car. We're still rolling, so. I wish you would spare me the details and let us get on with this podcast. Let's do it. What do you? What do <laughs> we have on the docket today? We've got a couple of different things. It's still going to be basketball heavy, so uh, people, you know, lost ninety percent of your uh, subscribers. No. Actually, you'd be surprised. Uh, they are very interested. They want to know if this thing is going to end at some stage or uh, or what. I think that's kind of what they're kind of waiting around to see. I mean, Fletcher, first of all, let me hit this first. We'll talk about football just for a second. Um, Georgia will start spring practice on uh, March 21st. The next day will be, um, I was going to say media day. The next day will be um what is it called? Now I've gotten now I've confused myself. Pro day, golly. Uh, the next day is pro day, and then they will go uh, Tuesday, when, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays for I believe it's five weeks in a row um, from uh, March twentieth until G Day on April twenty first. What's your general thought on? I mean, Kirby's wanting G Day to be packed again. Um, comments. I think that that certainly is a recruiting advantage for if you're going to have recruits come visit you for your for your spring game and there's 92 or 93,000 people watching. That's impressive, and it's something that recruits take note of. But other than that, I, you know, I, I, everything's for recruiting, I would imagine. But I think it's a good it's a good day to get to take your kids to to Stanford because you don't oh, have to yeah. pay. You don't have to yeah, pay and. Uh, it's usually a pleasant day, not too hot, and as long as it's not on the same weekend as the Masters, I, I don't think you really have an excuse not to take your little kids so they can fall in love with the Bulldogs. Well, it's definitely not the same week as the Masters, um, which, uh, you know, I think, I know on Dog Post we heard about that a lot, was complaining about it being the week of the Masters, and the tra- truth of the matter is, Georgia will practice two of the four days that the Masters is going on. I wonder if, I wonder if Kirby and them will go down there at any point. Like, on, If you're Kirby, do you go on Sunday? the masters i think if, if he's got a i think he, he if he can go he should go is what was your favorite day every day was the same for me uh, i know that it's it's probably different for some people i, I think going the, the par three contest was fun at the masters but i enjoyed everything i just enjoy being in the in the on the grounds because you know i spent most of my time i didn't get to see jordan spieth uh, collapse. I didn't get to see Jordan Spieth 
dominate the 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 two years I was there. I was in the I was in the room working the whole time. So yeah. I just tried to get to the course as early as I could and get out and walk around and enjoy it. Uh, but for us media hacks, I was back there banging out Bubba Watson stories while awesome stuff was happening. But I mean, it was it was incredible. I would gladly go back and do that again. Did Bubba win it at any stage while you were there? No, no. Bubba was in bad moods. Bubba did not play well, especially one the last time I covered the Masters. And man, he was miserable. He played so bad, and he was such a not nice person at times to the media, which is fine. <laughs> at least he's consistent. I mean, you know what you're going to get. But he yeah. he was ready. He was ready to get on the plane and leave after he played so poorly on on Friday. And miraculously, the cut line shifted on him, and he made it. He was like the last guy in, so he had to come back and play Saturday and Sunday. And he was miserable. He didn't want to be there. But I was there every single time he spoke. But, um, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I do want to talk real quick about one football thing is – what percentage chance do you give Justin Fields taking over the starting quarterback spot uh, for Big Throne? This season? Correct. Well, actually, more specifically, this spring. Oh, 0%. Yeah. Why? Uh, because. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons, really, but go ahead. You tell me why. Um, I think you'd have to tell me why he, I mean, there's so many obvious reasons. Uh, he's still supposed to be in high school. Uh, he's never participated in a college practice. Um, Jake Fromm won the Rose Bowl. Returning from injury. Returning from injury. Returning from injury. Uh, Jake Fromm is already a legend. Uh, he won the Rose Bowl. Jake Fromm is... Not just gonna let that happen. There's more. There's many reasons. I who's is that? Is that the speculation or what's the? It's just a thing that started, and I just don't know. It I mean, started I, when football started because the backup quarterback is like yes, all the rage. But you haven't seen his. I mean, how many yet. years in a row have we done this? Oh yeah, for every every year, it's fun. No, I don't. We didn't do that. Well, we did do this with Aaron Murray. You all every you do it all the time, even when you when. Even when you're not seriously suggesting that the quarterback will will take the job, you're always hyping up that guy that's never played because he's never let you down. But let me tell you something. He's good though. He will let you down. <laughs> Went just. Well, you sound like that. You sound like you've seen some a quarter, starting quarterback let you down. What did What did David Green do bad to you? Well, every starting quarterback lets you down. That's just the nature of the game. Um, but we have. You know, we do this up here at Kentucky with their five-star basketball recruits. You know, every every next guy is the next Anthony Davis until he's yeah. not. And then it's you, you think about it for a minute. You, you know, you write stories like, why is this player underperforming? But then, surely, sure enough, uh, there will be another five-star recruit or another quarterback commit, and you start dreaming again. I mean, it, it really is. I, I've always called that that process sort of like the American dream. Uh, recruiting uh, is very similar to it because there's always hope, and it's fun to dream about that kind of stuff and think about it. Uh, but it's it's part of a process that I don't think is negative, but it certainly is. Uh, I don't know how you what you would describe there. You go 
you know how it is. We've talked about this many times between the two of us. Um, you, you go from you go from having it all in December of your high school year to just getting picked apart mercilessly, uh, probably by the time you're about a sophomore, and it only continues from there. Hey man, let me ask you something about sort of the the uh, hierarchy, the spectrum of things that that the way that you know you you've covered athletics in college for almost ten years. I've covered this for eighteen years. Um, you know, you've been through Isaiah, you've been through Jacob, you've been through um, whoever else. Um, what? Has there ever been a time, I mean, how can you tell with the kids at Kentucky um, or w- when you were at Georgia, could it, could it, how long did it take you to tell this kid might not be as good as we think he is or this kid for sure is as good as we think he is? Well, that's, how a, many, that's how many, a loaded question. How many, how many games? Oh, games? Uh, I don't know. That's a difficult question, but I think, I think with Isaiah, you, Isaiah Crowell, that's what we're talking about, uh, we knew in the summer of his freshman year after he'd enrolled because we had so many of his teammates that had told us that they that he was just, once they could drag him out to the summer workouts, if you could get <laughs> Isaiah out there, <laughs> that was the hardest part. And then they said that he was just another, he was a different, uh, just a different kind of uh, player. I mean, he was, it's pretty remarkable, but that that, that bears out in that, I know that he flamed out at Georgia, obviously. At Georgia, yeah. Um, but the guy is still in the NFL all these years later. Um, and he's had some issues in the NFL off the field, um, too. And he still has a team. And it may be the Cleveland Browns, but still. Um, he's still getting paid to play football, which is pretty remarkable. Well, he's pretty good at it, too. The other guy I want to touch on real quick that we heard a ton about, um, and then it turned out, talk about flaming out, I'm not sure if anybody flamed out more than Trey Matthews did at Georgia. I he was only there for well, how long? I think he had got too much too soon. I mean, he was yeah. an early enrollee that was basically given the starting job in the spring because there was nobody else there. Well, he really regressed, man. And I don't really know. I didn't follow him too closely at Auburn, but I mean, he was still a starter, and I think he, I think he had a pretty strong senior season this past year, right? Uh, I'm just looking up real quick to see where he's at. Um, that that the goes to, Well, this is something I actually want to look into. There, there's a player up here at Kentucky, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's probably their their best player this season. Um, you could argue that, and he was he was a four star recruit, and he wasn't as highly rated as. Six of Kentucky's seven freshmen coming in this year. And there's just some things that you don't know. Like, you can't judge mental toughness when you're watching Peach Jam. Like, I think you you think you can. I mean, you certainly can. I think you can evaluate if a kid's a gamer, if a kid wants the last shot, those kinds of things. A kid's not bothered by some misses, things like that. You can understand that part. But you don't know if a kid is going to wake up on his own at 7 a.m., to come in and work out extra. You don't know that. Some kids will, some kids won't. Some kids don't have to, some kids do need to. I mean, so for, for me to say, when did you know that Trey Matthews wasn't good? Well, when we met with Trey Matthews at his high school, um, yeah. when he was a senior, you know, I met his mother, I met his father, I met his coach. Uh, 
I could not have been more sure of a player who would be more uh, disciplined and have the best work ethic. You just don't know what's going to happen to anybody when they get to that college campus. You know, I did a lot of things that I didn't do in high school that I did in college. Uh, you just you don't know that part of it. That's the thing. Like Jake Fromm, that goes into his whole thing. He doesn't. There's certain things he he's not going to do. There are certain things he is going to do, and that's what makes him a probably a special player. But you you're not sure who's who's going to do those things when you're evaluating recruits all the time, especially for us. Yeah, but you know when we when we met Trey. when was what what I guess that was the spring of was that the spring of thirteen? Was it that late? No, it couldn't have been the spring of twelve spring or whenever 12. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So he still had an almost another eighteen months before he played. Um But you know he, he certainly he had, seemed very, well he had Bible verses on his letterman. Yeah, he seemed extremely mature, I have to he say. He did. He played basketball at a high level. That was a five A, six A there's too many. Buttons. I mean, I, I mean, I'll just say what it was. I mean, Aaron Murray thought he was really good. He was Aaron, really good. Yeah, I mean, Aaron thought this kid's really good. Well, he was. He's doing, a, he's doing a good. You know, so when you hear all these things, that's why sometimes when it's coming from the kids, you, you should. I mean, no, nobody out there. I, I mean, if I think if Aaron Murray says something, you basically can take it to the bank. But even in those situations, um, it's hard to know for sure. If the kids are seeing only what they see or what they want to see, or if they're not seeing the whole picture, I mean, Aaron couldn't possibly know that about Trey's, you know, retention of this or retention of that, or if Aaron was, or if um, Trey was tough or whatever. Um, he should. I mean, he did one one coach at the time that was at Georgia. And I don't know why we're sitting here talking about Trey Matthews so much, but one one thing that did happen, I remember at the time coming out of the thirteen season was that a coach says to me, said, well, you know, those kids all just walked into starting positions. They, they didn't hardly have to earn anything. That's what, that's what I said. Too much, too soon. Trey, Shaq Wiggins. I also think there must have been something in the water in 2013. I mean, if you look at that group of kids from Georgia, um, Robert Kimdichie, Trey Matthews, um, Ruben Foster, Shaq Wiggins. I mean, Bryce Ramsey never did anything crazy, but it was surprising that he never had really any impact on the college level. Trey Matthews and Shaq alone played for five different schools. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but you, but I, I get you. I get you. Josh you, Harvey. Was but you Josh had guys Harvey? like Wayne Gallman that, that overachieved and won a national title at Clemson. Was Wayne, but was Wayne Gallman in 13? Yeah, because yeah, he was. Been, yeah. yeah, so I think it's all individual. Case weird. Case. That was a yeah, but that was a weird. That was a weird day. That was a weird time in the state, man. I mean, if you if you look at that 2013 class, that was um, I'm Maybe just Deshaun, me, Deshaun Watson's in that class. No, he or was the, not. He was the class before. I'm sorry. He, he was the class after that. After, yeah. yeah, he was the the group in 14 with. Uh, uh, like, I'm just blanking on high-level guys. Um, Fletcher, I wish you wouldn't have. Uh, you, you sidetracked me here. I was so eager to get to the used to be team. a machine, but you're really letting everybody oh, down here. <laughs> this is the reason why you're on the podcast is for your retention. You can be slamming my, Trey's retention if, if you can't call, my, recall my, 2014 <laughs> stars. 
I don't remember a bunch of kids from 2014. I really don't. Not, not in. I'm, I'm trying to remember when um, Jordan Jenkins was, and I think he was at 12. Though. Yes, he was. At I'm 12. pretty certain he was at 12. Um, you're, you're you're not helping me out either, though. Are I'm you, like, I want you to I want you to struggle here on the try vine. To, try, try to get me to get out of it. Listen, if I could I'm, here, Jordan, I'm here for the good people. opinions and the best takes. You're here for your, your freakish, savant-like recall of Georgia recruiting and football historically. I tell you, man, Chad Simmons used to tell me, I can't remember what year that was. And I'm starting to feel like he's right. I, it, it, was a, it was a more complicated time back then. You need to uh, take Ginkgo Biloba or something. Memory. Did you just say ginkgo biloba? Ginkgo, man, it, that helps the uh, helps the memory. Get it? Oh boy. What are yeah, the, I mean, what Trey are... was Trey was the number seventy-seven overall prospect, but just the kids from Georgia. This was a curious bunch. I mean, if you look at the top players from Georgia that year, and I'm going to include Ruben in there because his entire life he lived there. I mean. Carl Lawson, Robert Kimdichi, Alvin Kamara played at two schools. Tyron Jones, I don't know what happened to him. Trey Matthews, Demarcus Robinson had issues at Florida for sure. Kelsey Griffin never really developed um, at all. I don't think in South Carolina. I think he was a just a just a guy. Trey Johnson went to play linebacker at Ohio State. I'm not sure if he did anything. Shaq Wiggins was a Played at three different schools. Josh Dobbs was the number 14 player in the state and was probably the most consequential player on this list outside of, uh, golly, maybe outside of Robert Kenichi for his school. I mean, Demarcus Robinson was pretty good, too. Uh, Brandon Langley left. Anthony Jennings had a, a, a rough time at LSU. Johnny O'Neill. It might just have been a bad year. And then... I'll go, to, I'll go to 14 real quick. Just stand by, and we'll see the group that Deshaun was in, and we'll move on from this conversation. But, um, you know, that's the entire thing. 14 was more gifted, I think, overall versus the 13 class, um, and maybe with fewer crazy people. Lorenzo Carter, who – did you see what he did the other day? Yeah, with the Did you see what Lorenzo did? Yeah. All right, so you had Lorenzo, Raquan McMillan, Nick Chubb, who was pretty good. Deshaun Watson was the four. Malcolm Parrish was a four-year starter at Georgia. Bryson Allen Williams, Dante Sawyer, Nick Ruffin. Uh, I like, I like Nick Ruffin. Calvarez Bissett, uh, who I don't think he ever went to um, Auburn. And then Corey Rogers, who signed with Clemson, but I'm not sure what happened there. And then also, too, real quick, Blast from the past, Damari Kitt, who oh, wow. had committed to Georgia and then went to Clemson to play with Deshaun, and it just didn't happen or something. I don't know. Number 18 player, Fletcher, is Boom Williams. So take take that. Take that. Can I tell a, yeah, quick, can I I tell a quick story about that 2014 class about you? Okay. What do, what's what is from of that list of players, there's one player that you and I have consistently still talked about Every time Roquan McMillan did anything, and it was a lot, I had to remind you what you had told me one time. Do you want? Do you well, want now it's 
You can, what I told you, this was not necessarily my view, but go ahead, yeah. You had told me that Patrick Bean Dukes was a better football well, player. His actual name is Dietrich Dukes, but that's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm getting, see, we're both, <laughs> I need some of that. You get all excited trying to slam me? So you said Dukes was a better football player than Roquan McMillan. And I, I couldn't believe it. I just was like, come on, man. I thought Dukes was fine. You know, he was a physical tackler for your, you know, and, and I'm sure you were a little biased on that, too, from where he's from. Okay, so you sort of got that right. You didn't, you said that I told you that he was better, right? You, you said that. No, that's not what I said. What I said to you was that Georgia thought that he was better or about the same. I don't recall that that's how that conversation went. I can tell you I can tell you who the coach was off the air if you maybe I that know, will I know who the coach was. Okay. Now you're a But I Very. thought that you had let his opinion shape your opinion. Well, Dietrich Dukes was I mean, I saw Aquan McMillan play once and I'll be honest, he didn't do a lot that one particular game. When I saw Dietrich Dukes, he was fine. He wasn't um, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, like, there's there. I remember particular guys when I watched them play live, and they were really good in that time. In that, in that, you know, when they were doing what they were doing. Obviously, Aaron Murray was very good. Samir White was very good. Lorenzo Carter was very good. When I saw Deshaun Watson play against Tucker, he was he was not unbelievable. But he was, you know, he was he was also going up a team against a team that was pretty good in Tucker. When I saw Kendall, when I saw Kendall Baker play for Marist against Tucker, well, he was not good, <laughs> period. But he was playing defensive line, so a lot of it is who are they playing, what are they doing. But there, I can I, one of these days, I'm going to have to give you a list. Maybe we can do this soon of who are the best players we've seen play live. I mean, I saw AJ Green play live. He was good. He was in not as good. In college. In high school. In high school. He was not nearly as good as Amir White. But he was, I mean, you could see what he could do. Um, there, there's a lot of different guys. But, like, the, the problem is when I go watch a person play, that is going to be the biggest thing that I take away from it is, are they a player right now? You and I were at the same Jake Fromm game. You remember that game? Yeah. He looked good, right? But did he look like he could, you know, he was going to go in a year later and win the Southeastern Conference? No. Exactly. I, I thought he was. I thought he was good. Uh, the kid that played on defense, uh, Malik Herring, in that same game, he didn't, do, he didn't, he didn't do, do anything. He didn't do a single thing. And so, that's what to me you're sitting there going, you know, one one live thing is not. And that's kind of a hard way to, to look at things. But I like when you saw uh, Robert Kimdichie play, he always played well. I would say he, he, he could take over games. Julian Rochester, he was okay. Um, I saw McEachern a lot. They played Tucker, I think, two years in a row. Um, Ledbetter was good when he played. Like Michael Barnett was okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the kids that, I mean, there were a fair amount of kids I thought Terry Godwin was damn good when I saw him play. I mean, I thought he was damn good. He controlled a whole game. And same thing with Miko Hardman. I mean, Miko Hardman was he was tough to deal with, man. Yeah. He was tough to deal with. But anyway, we've kind of gotten sidetracked here. How many minutes are we into this thing? 
just talking about just just we talking about it, we made it 24 minutes without saying anything negative about Mark Fox. Oh boy. Is that what you know what? I'm not going to say anything negative about Mark Fox. I'm going to say something negative about John Calipari. John Calipari. Here we go. Here we go. Are you kidding right now? Tell the audience, your, tell the audience what you're talking about. I was just going to say Well, actually you are on the call. Why don't you I don't understand a, it. See, here's the deal. Calipari is entertaining. I find him entertaining in pressers, but he he's hard to get. He's got his four or five things that he wants to say, and it doesn't matter what you ask. So he's going <laughs> to get it out there. So like last week I asked him a question about bringing two guys off the bench, and my question was basically, you know, is there some advantages to having a guy who was a former starter coming off the bench? And you should read the transcript from the answer he gave me. I mean, it I just, can, but I won't. <laughs> it went into all these wide-ranging philosophical things about getting players to commit to certain things that it had absolutely nothing to do with bench stuff. So that's a daily thing. I mean, every time we get a presser with John, it's he usually says a couple. Like he started talking about Italian food in St. Louis today, and of course, yeah, everybody's that. yucking it up about that. I mean, it's funny. But today, he was asked a question about Michael Porter Jr. potentially playing for Missouri. And somehow, during the middle of this answer, he's bouncing around talking about how great the conference is. And he started talking about Nerlens Noel getting hurt during their NIT year. And then he just randomly comes out and says that he would not be surprised if Georgia marches through this tournament because they've got Yante Maton. And then he always does this, too, where he'll go, they had this one game won, and they should have won that game, but they ended up with some shots that didn't go in, and then they lost it. And I was just like, what in the world? I think from covering Cal now for two seasons, at some point on that call, he was going to say, Georgia's a team that can win this tournament. I don't know why. He and Mark Fox are very friendly. I've seen them at places like SEC Media Days. Uh, they are all, they always hug and shake hands and laugh and talk together. That's not something Cal Perry does with most coaches in this league. He doesn't speak with Mike Anderson at Arkansas. They don't speak to each other. <laughs> I know it's it's pretty funny. He they you know Bruce Pearl they don't get he doesn't get along with Bruce Pearl because they're Memphis Tennessee clashes. Um, there's a, there's only a handful of coaches. I think he really loves Rick Barnes and he really likes Mark Fox. But I think it's I think in the, in the end you could say it's uh, admirable that he props Mark Fox up like that. But I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship to it. I think he's enjoyed having Mark and and Athens because the the dogs are not really a threat to Kentucky. No, definitely not. A um, couple things, uh, I, and the, the lines for Wednesday night's game have not even come close to coming out. They'll come out Tuesday. But uh, Georgia will probably be a slight favorite over Vanderbilt. Uh, but they got to beat Vanderbilt, and then they got to beat um, Missouri just to get to Kentucky. I would not be stunned if they got to Kentucky. I will say that. But I don't see them beating Kentucky and then Auburn slash whoever it is that's left. Uh, there's just, I mean, I, look, I don't know why. In, in many ways, it's, it's just a throwaway statement. But, um, you know, Georgia at 16 and 14 with just two really brutally tough, difficult losses last week. Um, this is, they're going to have a change. The question is, when will the change happen? Um, you know, jo Georgia, okay, so... They lost to Vanderbilt up there, if I'm not mistaken. And I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm saying this correctly because, yeah, they, they've they only played Vanderbilt 
and Missouri once each, and they lost both games. Unless I'm unless I'm saying this wrong, yeah. So they're zero two against the two teams they got to get to just to get to Kentucky. Um, their loss to Missouri was a pretty solid loss. It was a double digit loss, and then obviously. Um, the loss to Vanderbilt, it was up in Nashville. That was one of their worst losses of the year. It was a 15-point loss. That's was when there the was... Was the gym too hot again up there in Nashville? <laughs> look, that's when the that's when it was like, all right, he ain't getting through this season. That, that was the... I believe that was like the ninth of 10 out of eight, eight out of 10 losses or whatever it was. They were nine games into it. Uh, they had lost Missouri, South Carolina, tipped in to beat LSU... Lost to Auburn, lost to Arkansas, lost to Kansas State. They beat the Gators somehow, solidly. Then lost that state by 15, and then they lost to, to Vanderbilt. And that was about the time when they lost to Vanderbilt on signing day, for the record. That was about the time when I was like, all right, you know, this is uh, <laughs> this is barreling towards a real problem. And so that, that Vanderbilt loss, they lost another game to Auburn. And that night when they lost to Auburn, that Saturday – February 10th was the night I think that, um, you know, when we look back, that will be the moment that, that Mark Fox was probably done for good at Georgia. They, they followed it up with some, with two really good wins, frankly, against Tennessee and the Gators. But Fletcher, I, I mean, everything that I have been told from those on the inside, I think I'm connected in basketball. I'm not sure, but they just they find it very hard to believe that Mark Fox will be the coach at Georgia this time next year. I thought it was possible after the Tennessee game when Georgia got back on that Sunday for Greg and Mark to talk about what the future will be. I cannot see a scenario where he's brought back. I think it's time to start fresh. I think it's been time to start fresh for a while, but I can't imagine how they're going to not. I mean, I cannot imagine them moving forward with Mark Fox. Am I, where am I wrong? Nope, I don't think you're wrong at all. And I don't think, I don't think this needs to be a long conversation because it's pretty well stated. Let, let me give a, you know, I will say I was a little hard on Chip Towers last week. Oh boy! About, you know what? I didn't even hear. I didn't hear from Chip. Apparently, we're not very popular, which is which is probably good in that sense. Well, Chip did address the column that he wrote that I dressed down. Um, oh, okay. He wrote a column because he had gotten some, you know, some flack from fans too. Because it did kind of sound like he was sort of maybe suggesting Mark Fox keep his job. So he clarified that. I got to give props to Chip because my man went on the SEC teleconference today, and he went right at Fox. And I really appreciate when it's not usually, you know, it, it's it's pleasant when you're a sports writer and you get to go out and see Zamir White you know, run the ball and you get to talk to him about positive things and the future yeah. all bright. But in these moments, it's nice to have veteran journalists like Chip. He just comes in straight with it. He goes, Coach, there's no other way to say this. Do you think this week you're, you're basically coaching for your, your job and there's going to be all these things that you think may be a strong run through this SEC tournament? Are you putting that in context with what it might mean for your for your job outlook overall? It was a great. I actually stumbled through that because it's it's a difficult question to ask somebody. I mean, just imagine having to ask somebody if they're going to get fired. Well, I'll say. I mean, again, you know, I've, I've I don't know if I'm friends with Chip, but one of the best things that Chip always does is it, it always does. None of us always do things right, but Chip certainly has no problem getting straight to the point with with things at times, and I think that's that's. 
people listening to this don't understand how hard it can be sometimes to ask someone a question they do not want to be asked. <laughs> That's not a lot of fun. I just went through that. What day was I down there? Um, I just went through that maybe uh, two weeks ago, if that. And uh, you're just waiting around, <laughs> waiting around. You're like, hey, uh, I've heard this. Is this actually true? And they don't want to talk about it, answer it. They don't want to see you. You're not a lot of fun. Um, and so kudos to him for doing that for sure. And if he didn't do it, someone should have. Um, yeah, well, I'm not sure went right with it. And that's something for me, and I'm sure people don't really give a shit about this, but you know, I, I've never really been um, real talkative in press conferences uh, my entire career, but this season has, has been – I've had two instances with Calipari. Uh, one for – there was a school shooting here in Kentucky, and Calipari goes to that high school quite a bit to, to go to a tournament. And um, I didn't really want to ask – somebody had to ask that question, um, you know, just, just for his thoughts. I mean, John Calipari is the most, you know – prominent person in in basketball probably uh but certainly in the state and nobody asked the question and i I asked you know i asked him for his thoughts on on or just i asked him i basically said can you please say something for marshall county because i felt it was important for for calipari to say that and then last week i had to ask calipari in a question because he had dodged kevin knox's ncaa eligibility thing so many times i finally if you give him any wiggle room, he'll take it. And I think the first person that asked the question sort of maybe asked a two-parter, and he just moved right on past the Kevin Knox part. So I, I asked him straight to the point. I was like, when did you know Kevin Knox was eligible? And it's it's not always fun, but somebody's got to do it. So props to Chip for getting in there like a bull, like the bulldog he is. And okay, you hear the music, Fletcher. Time for either or. We're gonna go straight into it this week, okay? Right. I don't want any. I don't need any of your, uh, you know, avoiding the questions here. All right, I'm ready. All right, are you gonna go with the police or Sting? The police. Okay. You're gonna go with Big John Stud or the Big Boss Man? Where did that question come from? When did it come from? Where, the 1980s. Where, no, where did it come from? Like, well, it, listen, our, our sponsor is not interested in you asking questions during the either-ors. You okay. just it's, 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 a, it's an eclectic grouping of questions. Can you, you, either can answer you use them. both? Can you use both in a sentence? Big John Studd pinned Big Boss Man for the win <laughs> on Saturday night's main event. NBC. I'll take Big Boss Man. But, Linda McMahon is going to be the secretary of small business one day. Oh, that's great. (laughs) All right. Do you want beer or mixed drinks? I'm still beer, but I do enjoy the bourbon. Cake or donuts? Donuts. Donuts. Rock or country? Mm, Man. Probably co- not- I'm gonna take country. Oh my god! I just don't know where rock music from- is right now. Got uh, country music is terrible, bad too. I girl- mean, yeah, that girlfriend of yours is really harming you, man. I mean, that's a problem. She's she's putting that country on you, man. Country is bad. You realize that, right? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> what are you, are you thinking about Eddie Rabbit or something? No, I think that I think that country music is kind of a guilty pleasure for me. Oh God, it's so bad. All right, you, you want to go to the I like rock music though. You want to go to the ocean or the lake? I grew up around I, a lake, so I always say ocean. Uh, do you want her wearing sandals or high heels? High heels, but dude, let me tell you what's disgusting is is when you oh, jump wait. off the dock at the lake and you don't got shoes on. You gonna walk around in that Lake Chatug mud, that Lake Lanier mud? Is that what you want to do? Is that where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Wait a second. Do that one again now. When you jump off a lake dock, and if you're not wearing <sighs> shoes, and you touch, you get you touch your your feet touch that. What's the bo- what's at the bottom of Lake Chatug? I mean, I, I I have gone to Hawassi my entire life. I've never been in that body of water. I mean, there's there's old houses down there and. And that's what the government put down there back in the 30s. Well, there, there's catfish you know, that you, can you, swallow you, a car out at the dam. You realize that uh, we can't build on the vast majority of the property in my family's farm up there because of the TVA in Lake Chatug. Oh, yeah, on y'all's compound. But no, like, whenever I used to be, I used to, you know, spend a lot of time on lakes. But if I ever jumped off a dock, I would intentionally keep my feet up. I would not touch that bottom because it's just leaves. How, how, I mean, it ain't like Lake Lanier. I mean, uh, Lake Lanier is kind of Lake Chatug is kind of gross, isn't it? I don't know that it's gross, but I mean, it's just some Georgia red clay. Oh God! I'll take, like, I'll take that ocean. All right, you want vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. What's that about? Well, I, I do think that vanilla. Vanilla is good glue. It's a good foundation to make something else that's... uh, Vanilla has a higher ceiling if you're going to get some active ingredients involved. You know, I don't know anybody that gets a chocolate McFlurry. Or a chocolate... I guess you can make a chocolate Blizzard with like one of those... uh, With like fudge and brownies. But vanilla just makes... Vanilla really enhances. Did you get Blizzard? Did you get Blizzard from me? I think so. Yeah. Because <laughs> that reminds me of. Go ahead. No, that's straight. Let me tell you something. There was a there's a Dairy Queen in Tucker on Lawrenceville Highway, and it was just like the one in Cleveland, Georgia. You know what I'm talking about? Is that one in Cleveland still there? It's still a walk up Dairy Queen. There's not very yes. many of those. Tucker was that way too. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you if you're gonna ride your bike to that Dairy Queen, man, we did so much dumb stuff when we were. Oh my God, we used to pay for delivery pizza and quarters. We'd ride up to um, Dairy Queen and and get get you one of them bazaars or a, as you would do a deli bar. Did you get a deli bar? <laughs> deli bars are for suckers. <laughs> what would you get? At the, what would you get at the brazier? What what was it called? I used to get slushies. Really? When I was little, and then in Cle- in Cleveland or in Hawassi? Nah, in Hawassi. I the Cleveland thing is overblown. People don't know have any idea what you're talking about. I've actually gotten text messages from people that are like, "What in no, the hell?" Or yeah. you know, I went to. So I I'm from Young Harris, Georgia, but I I, I went to elementary school. Boy, you are from Scataway. Don't try to confuse the crowd. 
But I went to elementary school uh, in White County while my mom was teaching there. So that's why Dean frequently mentions places like Cleveland, Georgia. No, no, no. The reason I mentioned Cleveland this time, and see, you don't know. Boy, you better get back into your place. Hawassi, when I was going up there as a youngster getting them star, star crunches fried in the frying pan with Grandma, there was no Dairy Queen. There was no there was nothing, nothing up there. But you did have a Dairy Queen in Cleveland, Georgia. That's true. And there, believe it or not, believe it or not, there were not a ton of Dairy Queens between Tucker and Cleveland. At least not the ones that I drew. The I way like, we drove. I like how you 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 use Dairy Queens like the North Star. It sort of guides <laughs> you on your way. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. I think I think Dairy Queens end in Hiawassee because I'm not sure what is past Hiawassee, but I'm not going up to the There's Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen and I'll, well, yeah, and then. Once you move past the, the Georgia line into Western North Carolina, yeah, there might be, there might be one in uh, Silva. Is, is there one in Hayesville? <laughs> no. Uh, the, I really want to know if anybody listens to this oh, podcast. Man. I want to know how many people know where Hiawassee, Georgia is. Of course they do. They know where Hiawassee, Georgia is. Why wouldn't they know where Hiawassee is? Well, Hiawassee is the seat of a county. A very small county, but a, 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 for in the terms of this podcast, a significant one. Well, Hawassee is probably the reason why you and I are doing this podcast. That's correct. Because whenever I met you, which was on the basketball court at the Mark Fox Media Madness, which no was, longer, which no longer exists. Well, let's sadly. just be honest. There were two people out there that were really dominating. Three people. Me. You were good. I, in terms of, of terms of the media collection, it was it was me, it was me and you yeah, and Deanna and Maria Taylor. No, Maria Taylor. <laughs> oh, was good. Maria! God, I forgot about Maria. Maria Taylor was good, but you, you asked thought, me. I think I think I think that Maria was on a team with it was Maria, Keelan Johnson, and somebody else who was a former college athlete, and it was like very unfair. And I had Deanna Kunivac and like. Stu Clytenic on my team, or Sta- or Sam Crenshaw, somebody like that. We were getting killed. Well, I took that stuff really seriously. It meant a lot to my self-esteem to dominate your ass. The Did, first, are you, I, the first you year, you to get the film back out, boy? No, the first year you beat my team on a buzzer beater, and you hit that buzzer beater. That's right. You got that right. But I did enough that day to impress you. Because you, you were like, where are you from? Where'd you play at? And I was like, you have no idea where I played at. There's no way you know where Hiawassee, Georgia is. I know everything, boy. And turns out, your family grew up in Hiawassee. But it, it used to, it, it used to kind of irk me. It still does that you act like you got a little Hiawassee in you just because you used to go up there for one week out of the summer. And your, gran- no. and your granny used to dip snuff or whatever. And make you store crunches, and I've it never was red. Man. First of all, I was red. It was chew. I've never heard of somebody actually frying a star crunch in the pan, but that's like the Boy, only. You're not, yeah, let me tell you something. You're not really country. You're probably from Atlanta, like all them other Yankees. <laughs> so you're, pro- you're probably from Gainesville. You used to seriously ask me if I'd ever had a fried star crunch, and I mean I've I'm had. Sorry. I've had many a star crunch. I've just never thought to put one in a pan with a cooking well, oil. Not, first of all, you're not real smart. You had one too many t- Mountain Dews as a toddler. 
You Dude. probably drank you probably drank a lot of RC cola when you were growing up, didn't you? It's so well, gross. Well, I tell people this. This is this is very strange. But in 1988, the Hardys came to Hawassie. Hell yeah, I remember that. I remember it. And that was all there was in turn. There was like good like that was a that was a big deal, man. Well, there was restaurants in the town. They were your typical. They were not, country but they were not good though. They were not good. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let you say that. That's not what I'm saying. But there was mm-hmm. a Hardee's for people like you that want a trusted name fast food brand. <laughs> you could go get your fried chicken and a Frisco burger. From '88 to 2001, that's all there was in Towns County in terms of fast food. Yeah. And then came the Burger King, and then came the McDonald's, and presently today there's a Taco Bell, Zaxby's, Dairy Queen. I mean, yeah. it's, it's wild. It's, you know, Tucker has changed too, but Tucker has kind of regressed in the restaurant, uh, in the fast food restaurant world. Hawassi has really picked it up. Um, but as, as I go, you know, Hawassi is just, Hawassi is our portal to Tennessee and Kentucky. That's the way we drive when we go up there for games. So we can go to Hawassi maybe for football during the football season, at least once every year, just because of the cats or, or Tennessee in all the places that we go and travel in, in, in the conference. Can you think of the one place wherever you go that you're like, not, not press five food now. Can you think of the one place that you go when you travel that you're like, I have to eat there cause I'm at this place. Like, is there a go-to place for you in Columbia, South Carolina, or Knoxville, or Nashville, or, you know, Auburn? Um, not really. I'll just hit the Yelp or get some suggestions. I do like to try new places, so I, I will but, actually... You know, the worst, the worst place we ever ate was on the way back from, from Kentucky. Kentucky. That was horrible food. See, I didn't think it was that bad. You guys were all complaining about it, and I was fine with it. You know what? You know what was on the TV that night? Come to think of it, that was in 2014. You know who Florida State was playing that night? Can you remember at all? In the football. In the footballs. Clemson. They were playing Grayson Lambert and the Virginia Cavaliers. Oh, that was that was because it was on, and Virginia had given them a little bit of a game, and um, it was just interesting. Well, I remember watching Grayson Lambert play as a as a high school kid, and there wasn't anything necessarily special there either. Yeah, I was at that game. Oh, were you at that game? It was on. It was the day before the Georgia Florida game. Who did, and was that eleven? It was at Waycross. It was in Waycross, but that was was that twenty eleven that we watched that game. I believe so. I had to have been. I'll look it up real quick. Well, you know, you got any final words here, Fletcher, for the for the fans? For no, the fans. I- I don't think so. I think I've, who, I've given them everything gonna, they need to know about Hawassi. Who's going to win the uh, SEC basketball tournament this weekend? I pick Tennessee. I think you think Kentucky, they're playing that well? I think Kentucky will get by Auburn just because they, they lost the McLemore kid. I think Tennessee will beat Kentucky. In the finals? A third time, yeah. Mm. That's a long time. That's, that's quite a few... Uh, that was the 2010 that we watched Grayson Lambert, man. That was eight years ago. Let me make sure that I'm right about that. Yeah, that was Halloween weekend, 2018. 
He had knee braces on back then. Jeez. He's much sl more slender back then, I'll say that. But anyway, well, an interesting, another interesting uh, addition of the roundtable. Now I'm just take, looking at pictures of Grayson of when he was um, a quarterback. Boy, he, these, knees bra these knee braces are huge on him. Did he have knee issues at Georgia? And I missed that? I don't think, I don't think so. Hmm. All right, join us next week. Fletcher. You hear the music in the background. Are you going to enjoy yourself in St. Louis? I am. I enjoy myself wherever I'm at. I'm, I'm looking mm. forward to it. Well, until next week, keep the elephants off your back, and uh, we'll join you next week for another edition of the Roundtable.